Hi folks, I'm Abel James and today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to tell you about my story, who I am, and how you can use it to be the healthiest, happiest, strongest, and leanest, and everything else that's good you possibly can be. Um, so let's start with a quick rundown of who I am, what I do now. So I am, uh, I'm the host of the Fat Burning Man Show, which over the past year has had over a million listens and reached number one in health on iTunes in the US, UK, Australia, Canada, and a bunch of different places across the world, which has been completely humbling. But I know it's taken off because there's a sea change happening. People are starting to believe in the power of real food again. And I do everything that I can to spread the truth about that. Uh, let's see, I've, I've written a few number one bestsellers in health, cooking, psychology, uh, and science. And I'm also an entrepreneur, biohacker, and musician. But today we're going to focus on health, what I do myself, and uh, also how you can be the hap happiest and healthiest you can possibly be as well. So let's start with, with my story. I grew up in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire. I've always been really interested in health, um, but it's led me down a few different paths. So when I was younger, I, uh, I adopted the mentality that's, that's widely known in conventional wisdom that fat is bad. It causes heart disease um, and high cholesterol is a very bad thing. Uh, and, and so that led me down the path of being a vegetarian for a time. So when I was a vegetarian, I was, I was on and off for many years. And when I was a teenager, that seemed to work okay. Um, I was fairly athletic, never a, a, an amazing athlete, but I was always really interested in running. I played football, basketball, uh, soccer, baseball, and a few others. But running was really the one that, that stood out for me. Um, when I reached my 20s, I, uh, I had gone to college. I studied brain sciences at Dartmouth and wanted to pay off my loans as quickly as possible. So I moved to D.C., took a job in consulting, and we'll kind of talk about um, some of the consulting I've done with food manufacturers a little bit later on. But suffice it to say at this point that I worked myself uh, very hard and moved to Austin, Texas. Um, so I was working an enormous amount, not getting that much sleep, my health started to go downhill a bit. I started gaining weight. There was a bit of inflammation, nothing major, but it was getting steadily worse. It all came to a head when I came home one night and uh, my apartment building was up and a 30-foot wall of flames. Lost absolutely everything I had, all of my instruments, all of my work stuff, all of my books, and everything else aside from the clothes that I was wearing at the time. And that's when things really got bad. That's when uh, I, I gained weight very quickly. I couldn't sleep. I got lots of issues, health issues that, uh, that kind of came out of nowhere. I got kidney stones. I got the flu. I was sick all of the time. My body temperature, and this was the main one that was just horrific for me in the way that I felt, the way that I looked and everything else. My thyroid uh, started malfunctioning and that's um, that that's genetic for me and my family. A few people have struggled with that. My body temperature was 96 degrees. There wasn't really anything that we could do to, to get that up. The doctor said that it wasn't that big of a deal, um, even though a lot of other signs were pointing that it was. Uh, I had lots of inflammation. And every time I came into the doctor after that point, uh, I was a little bit fatter. I was a little bit sicker. And he wanted to put me on another, yet another few medications. So it was, it was getting to be quite a big laundry list. And so basically the conversation went something like this. I said, I'm eating 
they would ask me about my diet, I'd say I'm eating a very healthy diet, lots of heart healthy whole grains, um, very little fat, very almost zero saturated fat, um, low cholesterol foods, lots of industrial oils like, uh, like canola, uh, and other oils that are vegetable-based but cholesterol-free uh, and low in saturated fat, that sort of thing. I was jogging about 30 miles a week, yet I kept gaining weight, even though I was restricting calories as much as I could, um, eating lots of diet foods and that sort of thing, counting my different macronutrients, um, and my body was an absolute wreck. So at some point, it was, it was around the time of the fire where I decided everything else in my life is spinning completely out of control. Um, I, I need to give myself a project to try to get myself out of that, to try to improve my life in some way. And that project was focusing 100% on my health, trying to figure out what would work because clearly what I was doing was not working. I was sick and in my early 20s, there's just absolutely no excuse as someone who should be healthy to be falling apart, which I, which I absolutely was. And so I focused for a while just diving my nose deep into the research. I was reading medical journals, scientific research, um, diet books, fad books, interviewing bodybuilders, um, just going all over the place, learning as much as I could about this stuff, um, both from the nutritional perspective as well as the, the exercise and phil- physiology and fitness perspective. And coming out of that, I found that the things that I was doing, what I was eating, the way that I was training, that I thought were healthy, weren't the things that were keeping me healthy. They were, in fact, many of the same things were making me sick. So what I mean by that is some of the foods, uh, let's take wheat for for example. I was eating lots of whole wheat. Um, turns out that was actually destroying my gut giving me all sorts of problems with inflammation, autoimmune junk, and this is very common. Wheat is a pernicious substance. Um, Gluten is not friendly to anyone. Pretty much everyone is is allergic in one way or another to uh, something in wheat, and most of the time that's gluten. There's also gliadin, which is largely problematic. One of the biggest things that was my problem is I've always been really interested in food, loved eating, uh, and I thought that just being chubby, getting chubbier over time and being hungry all the time was just a part of who I was, that there wasn't anything that I could do to change that. Uh, it turns out that, that people who eat wheat regularly out-eat non-wheat eaters by about 400 calories a day. And I know that when I was eating lots of wheat and lots of grains in general, I was famished all the time. Now, believe it or not, I actually haven't eaten yet today. Right now, let's see, it's it's 1.37. And this is pretty common for me. I, I don't eat until the latter half of the day. Generally, I'll do a ketogenic fast, but we're already getting off off track. So let's suffice it to say that what I believe to be true about health and wellness and nutrition and fitness was completely backwards. It really was. Um, And what what I do now is I try to share the knowledge of what I learned throughout that process with everyone who wants to be healthy in the true sense of the word. Um, and not just follow what the commercials uh, and the magazines that are usually owned by supplement companies and everyone else is trying to tell you about fitness and nutrition that is just absolutely not true. So I fired my doctor. I lost 20 pounds in 40 days pretty much effortlessly. I didn't even change up exercise at that point. And all of a sudden these problems that I had where I couldn't sleep at night, um, 
where I was inflamed, I had extra fat, especially around my midsection. My my face was moon shaped and, and inflamed as well. A lot of the kidney stones, a lot of these things that I thought was just part of me getting older completely disappeared. Almost instantaneously. It was it was incredible. And you'll learn when you when you start to adopt some of these practices into your life or if you already have, that that's pretty common. People start to lose a lot of weight. They're they're able to walk around being lean and healthy. Uh, and eating foods that they really enjoy without having to restrict calories, without having to uh, restrict their diet in any crazy ways, and certainly without eating any ridiculous products that come out of the food industry. Um, One of the rules I live by now is anything that's advertised on TV, I I tend to avoid. Um, (laughs) Anything with a marketing budget that big probably isn't focused on real food. So if you get to the secret uh, I'd, I'd like to go over very quickly what is what is my secret to nutrition and and eating well. It's eating real food. It's uh, a lot of people talk about paleo, and uh, I am not completely paleo. Although I'm known of, as one of the people in the paleo community, I'm very active speaking and and going to events and and with other people in the community, authors, and, and certainly with my show uh, as well. But personally, I eat uh, dairy. I uh, it's, it's always the highest quality uh, possible, but I also eat some uh, ancient grains and some other carbs from time to time, although I do it in a very specific way, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, th- the real secret to any actually healthy diet plan or nutrition plan is focusing on eating the highest quality food you possibly can. And so that means avoiding pretty much all processed foods, avoiding sugars, which are cheap fattening carbs as are grains, and focusing on eating uh, wild, organic, uh, fresh plants and animal foods. So uh, what that looks like in terms of your plate, a typical plate for a meal like that, and this is a pretty paleo type template meal, would be uh, green veggies, some sort of salad, maybe with some nuts on top, Um, usually covered in a fat, which could be olive oil, macadamia nut oil, avocado, other delicious things like that, usually with with a meat of some kind about the size of your palm, which could be uh, chicken, steak, game meats, tuna, eggs, something like that, and then round it out with a bit of fat um, and occasionally something that that could be starchy or a a tuber, something like a, a sweet potato or maybe even a white potato, especially if you're a very active person or if you have a high metabolism. So uh, just very briefly, those of you who aren't familiar with what paleo is, it's basically what human beings would have been eating before the advent of uh, industrialized agriculture and agriculture in general. So we're looking back about 10,000 years. What would humans as hunter-gatherers have been eating? And uh, when you look back, it would have been certainly not most of the things that people are eating today. So one of my, I, I call that my, my approach to nutrition, the wild diet, which is basically a, a little bit different than paleo. Uh, my thesis is that you don't have to look back 10,000 years to see things really going wrong. Although a lot of things did start to go wrong when people started focusing on eating lots of grains instead of vegetables and animal foods. You only really have to look back a few generations, a hundred years or so to see that that things have gone really wrong since then. So clearly with, uh, at least in America, two-thirds of us either overweight or obese, 
what we're doing right now is not working, you know, and what we're, what we're seeing is that people are reducing their fat. They're eating lots of diet foods. They're avoiding saturated fat, cholesterol foods, uh, and that sort of thing. It turns out that, that those issues in particular have been completely blown out of proportion uh, and they're on shaky research to begin with. So saturated fat is one example of that. I eat a heck of a lot of it. Um, there are lots of saturated fats out there that can be a part of an extremely healthy diet. It's not that saturated fat or fat in general gives you heart disease or makes you fat. In fact, it's quite the opposite. You find when you look at the research that, uh, that Ansel Keys springs to mind. For those of you who are familiar with some of his research, it's uh, not really supported by the scientific community because it's crap research. Um, I can point uh, readers and listeners to lots of different examples. There are a lot of people who have covered it much better than I have even um, when you're looking at saturated fat being vilified unfairly, fat in general being vilified. Um, it's, it's just not backed by science. So if you're looking at... Uh, at what I eat or what I consider to be an ideal diet from a macronutrient perspective, it would be largely made up of fat. Turns out that fat actually fuels the brain. If you eat a low fat diet, you're starving your brain of, of energy. The, the brain runs on fat uh, and, and glucose. Well, the, the brain is primarily composed of fat. It can run on glucose, but it can also run on ketones. Um, and you can manufacture glucose without ever actually having to eat it as well. So if you want brain health, you want to focus on eating a lot of fat. So my diet is, is 60 to 70% of my calories on any given day is comprised of fat. And the rest is made up of some combination of protein and then carbs. Um, and occasionally, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really keep track of my calories or my macronutrients. Um, what I try to do is eat the highest quality food possible, make sure that I'm, uh, that I'm full and not letting myself get too hungry and that I eat plenty of protein. And generally what that means is, you know, between, especially if I'm working out 70 to hundred, maybe 120 grams of protein a day. So nothing too crazy, but definitely eating enough to fuel the muscles and, and the lean mass that you have. Uh, all right. So let's, let's talk a little bit about training and how that my perspective on that changed so as I said before I've always been uh, a runner I've loved it for kind of the the mental meditation that that it gives me Um, but I also assumed that running more would allow me to be leaner and just be healthier in general Um, (laughs) the truth is that that's not 100% correct either so what I did is in my research I found that uh, High-intensity exercise seems to outperform uh, endurance-type exercise uh, when it comes to fat loss, when it comes to getting a body that's, that's explosive and powerful and muscular, uh, or for women, that's, that's lean and, uh, and shapely. Um, it, running and jogging, if you're not doing it at a high intensity, was something that I, I did pretty much every day. And it would be about five miles a day, but some days it would be more, some days it would be less. What I did once I, once I read the research uh, about high-intensity exercise and weight training and that sort of thing was trying to isolate the variables as much as possible and treat myself like a lab rat. So what I did was 
I was running marathons for a while and I ran two marathons in two months. And, uh, and the last one that I did was, was fairly competitive for an amateur. I finished in the top 3%. Then I ran uh, a 10 K and I finished in the top 3% the following month. The way that I changed my training is I, I was going from running about 50 miles a week to, uh, about five miles a week. And instead of doing the, the longer term, uh, sessions of running, you know, the, the long runs on a Sunday or something like that and running 50 miles a week, I focused on doing short bursts of intense activity, um, Tabata sessions for the people who are familiar with that, which is generally 20 seconds of an all out sprint with 10 seconds of rest 10 times in a row. So I started focusing on sprints. So when you compare the marathon versus the, uh, the 10 K that I was running, my competitiveness was pretty similar, um, from one to the other. So that variable is kind of covered off on my diet remained the same. And what I did was took a picture of when I was in tip top marathon shape and then switched to a picture one month later when I was in tip top, the 10 K shape or not tip top, but you know, <laughs> that's what I was focusing on anyway. And so I wanted to see if there was really something to this, you know, if you could see a discernible difference between someone who was doing a lot of endurance activity compared to someone who was doing a lot of high intensity activity. And what I found was that generally I walk around at about 165 to 170. That's, that's a healthy, I'm five, nine. That's, that's a healthy weight for my build. And, and I feel great at that weight. When I was running marathons, I was about 148 pounds. I was small, but the thing was, I didn't have super low body fat, as you might expect. Um, so I have a picture of myself in the same year um, with my shirt off, and you can kind of see my musculature and my weight and what my skin looks like and the color in my skin. Then I have a picture of myself uh, right next to that a month later when I was focusing on uh, on high intensity sprints, what you find is that I gained almost 10 pounds of lean mass. My body fat went down and my musculature was, was completely different. I have more of a triangular shape. Uh, I have abs that you don't see in my marathon photo that you do see in the high intensity photo. And all that changed in that month was uh, exercising a heck of a lot less. And instead of, you know, jogging, I was focusing on doing sprints and <laughs> that was something that was uh, surprising to me, just how, how noticeable those changes were. It was absolutely insane. And so I have a popular blog post about that. It's in my book, the wild diet. Um, but it's, it's something that is starting to gain some traction that, that people are starting to realize, especially in the CrossFit community and beyond that high intensity exercise is a heck of a lot more effective than chaining yourself to a treadmill. So that's not something that you ever have to do. Um, let's talk quickly about how to uh, eat foods in the most responsible way that, that you can. So we already focused on uh, the quality of foods being extraordinarily important. So always eat the highest quality foods you can. If you eat food from a sick animal or from uh, vegetables that were covered in pesticides and, and covered in all sorts of junk and grown in in uh, soil that was weak in minerals and un unhealthy, generally speaking, then you're not going to get a full nutritional profile of all the things that your body needs. Uh, something else that's really important to focus on is keeping your insulin down, keeping your blood sugar down. The way that you do that 
is by um, avoiding sugar, even natural sugars, so um, limiting your intake somewhat of, of fruit and starchy vegetables and avoiding, I recommend that people avoid sugar and avoid grains and other simple carbs as much as possible. Um, and there are a few exceptions to that, especially if you're training really hard. Essentially, the more that you train, the more you can dispose of carbs. Uh, so what you actually want is you want to keep the glycemic load of all of your foods as low as possible. And so there are a few ways that you can do that. What that means is that you're, you're limiting any spikes in blood sugar as much as possible and the resultant flood of insulin and blood sugar uh, releasing a bunch of insulin. That's what makes you fat uh, or allows you to store fat. Uh, so that's something that most people don't want to do. You can also kind of hack it to use insulin to, uh, to shuttle nutrients to your muscles if you want to build muscles, but it's still a good idea to keep your blood sugar as low as possible. So a couple ways you can do that by eating fat with your carbs um, and not eating too many carbs as well as combining your carbs with some sort of acid like vinegar um, can keep the, uh, the effects on blood sugar uh, as, as low as possible. So that's something you definitely want to want to focus on. Another thing that I do uh, personally, as I mentioned a bit in passing earlier, is I use a compressed eating window. So I generally only eat for about eight hours a day, or there's a period of the day where uh, is, it's about eight hours long where I could eat or I could not eat. Aside from that, I don't really eat at all. Um, so I do a, a little bit more advanced of a strategy, which is called ketogenic fasting, which means I don't eat um, protein or carbs for the first half of the day, but I do eat fat. So I'll have fish oil, uh, I'll have butter, heavy cream, other things that are very high in fat and just have trace amounts of protein or carbs to keep myself in autophagy, which is basically starving the body of glucose. And what this does is allow the body to repair itself and it also has a lot of benefits when it comes to reducing the incidence of cancer and other diseases because you're giving your body a rest from glucose. So basically, a lot of bad things in your body, uh, pathogens and cancer, they're fueled by glucose. So if you're always eating, then uh, they have a steady stream of glucose. These things that you don't want growing can grow within your body. Um, what happens when you starve your body of glucose for a period of time? It doesn't even have to be that long. Uh, like I said, for me, I'm, I'm only eating for about eight hours a day. So 16 hours a day, I'm not having any glucose. So what that does is it, it starts to minimize those pathogens or the growth of cancer, for example, um, during that time that you're starving the body of glucose, but obviously your body can survive just fine. We're, we're a larger organism, um, and we can get along just fine with not eating for even days. Uh, if if we need to. And so there are a lot of health benefits that come along with that. It's kind of a more advanced strategy, but I'm happy to get into it with anyone who wants to ask me about it. It's certainly something that works for me. It doesn't work for everyone, but it's, it's uh, generally worth a shot. When it comes to takeaways from hearing me talk about this sort of thing, I want people to focus on, number one, eating real high-quality food. Um, number two... When it comes to training, if people want to be 
uh, if they want to have muscle mass and strong bones, which I encourage uh, even more so for women than I do for men, because I think men just kind of naturally do that sort of activity anyway. But for women, it's especially important, especially uh, as as they're getting older and have the potential to lose some some bone mass and certainly muscle mass. It's really important to focus on lifting heavy weights or doing some sort of resistant exer- resistance exercise. So what I recommend to people um, in general, largely, is doing um, heavy compound movements at least once a week. And so that can look like squats or push-ups or pull-ups, uh, deadlifts. These are all great examples of, uh, of exercises that pretty much anyone could do and, in fact, they should do. Uh, and using heavy weight with the correct form is, is the best possible way to do that. You don't have to spend a lot of time in the gym. In fact, I don't even go to the gym. I just have some weights out in the backyard. I have kettlebells, and uh, I have a barbell and a couple of free weights, and that's all you really need. In fact, you can get by with just your body weight if you'd like to. So focusing on big compound movements with heavy weights, whether you're a man or a woman, is extraordinarily important for maintaining a healthy metabolism Uh and uh, a healthy, good-looking body as well. And I, I recommend that people focus on eating for the way that they feel instead of for the way that they look. And generally what you find when you focus on eating foods that make you feel the best, and I'm not talking about shoving Oreos down your throat, like not feeling the best like that, but actually, you know, at the moment that you're eating it, 10 minutes later, an hour later, a few days later, eat the things that make your body feel the best and it can be different for almost anyone um, for example i i can eat dairy i've been i've had allergy testing <laughs> it's funny i'm allergic to honey and uh, or at least reactive to in some way um, honey as well as olives so those things don't work well for me a lot of people have trouble with dairy so find those things that work for you you can do an elimination diet you can do food allergy testing i hi- highly encourage people to check that out um Let's see, what else? In terms of essential skills for being as healthy as possible, focus on cooking. Learn how to cook. That's, that's one of the m- most important things that can make you superhuman forever is realizing that you have 100% control over all of the food that goes into your mouth. And the best way to, uh, to make sure that you're getting the highest quality food possible is by cooking it yourself. Uh, and doing it at home. So there are lots of resources that I have at fatburningman.com to help people get started in the kitchen, also on my YouTube channel. I'd highly encourage people to, to check that out. Uh, what else do we have here? Also, just generally speaking, it's really important to know that that you can be healthy. A lot of people just need to be told that. They need to realize that themselves. It was something that I needed to realize. Uh, you see... That most of America and, and it's turning out most of the developed world is becoming overweight and unhealthy. That's not because of who you are. That's not because of genetics. It's lar- largely because of uh, what you're eating or what you're not eating and environmental toxins and other sorts of junk like that. But it's so important to realize that if you want to be lean, you can pretty much be lean. <laughs> like... Uh, I was just training one of my one of my buddies to do a bodybuilding championship, and he lost uh, 20 pounds in just a few weeks, and took his body fat down from 13% to 3%. I have other people who have lost 
over 100 pounds. Like a lot of people, when they start out with a paleo diet or a lower carb diet, they can lose 100, 200, 300 pounds. It's just a matter of doing it, going out there and doing it and believing that you can and focusing on high quality foods. And once you start to do that, there is absolutely no turning back. Uh, and so I, I, I do have books and videos and a coaching community and all of that that people are completely welcome to check out. I also have tons of resources for you guys uh, at fatburningman.com for some of my entrepreneurial stuff and my music stuff. Also at abeljames.com, some of the more brain and biohacking stuff is available there. But I highly encourage anyone out there who's listening or watching who wants to know more about health to focus on on this community, the, the real food community, farm to table. That's what it's all about. It's about the holistic approach. It's not about calorie cutting or new fad diet products or anything like that. I have never found a substance that works better than eating real food. So go to your farmer's market, um, go to your natural foods stores, go to Whole Foods or anything else that might be in your area. And if you're in a, one of those food deserts, try to get your food from, uh, there are some great places on the internet. Um, U.S. Wellness Meats is a great one. A lot of meats you can you can get that are pasture-raised and organic online relatively inexpensively. And, uh, and you can even find a lot of these foods like macadamia nut oil and avocado oil on Amazon. So really, there, there are no excuses. If you want to be healthy, it's just a matter of following the right advice and doing it. So eat real food. Uh, I, I've had fun. I can't believe this half an hour has gone by so quickly. But uh, if you want to get in touch with me, the best way to reach out is to go to fatburningman.com uh, and sign up for my email list and just shoot me a note. Uh, respond to the email that comes from that and I'll get right back to you. Um, I always love hearing from you guys and thank you so much for, for listening. This has been fun and I look forward to uh, hearing from all you guys soon.